Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen podcast. I'm Tyler Treese and this is Colleen, Hello. the lovely. Let's like uh like a Viking. <laughs> like a Viking name. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Tyler the miserable <laughs> and Colleen the lovely. the lovely. So, we are here to talk about Detective Conan episode 218, Megary's Sealed Secret, part 2. This originally aired December 18th, 2000 in the Conan's Hint as I'm sure you remembered, was those thick soled boots. Yeah. <laughs> Go well with the apple-bottom jeans. Apple-bottom jeans. They weren't around at this time, were they? I don't think so. Not yet. That was a little later. Because that was like little John. Hey, Coat. My, my dog's here now. This is hot. Oh, hi, Coda. He heard He heard apple-bottom jeans. <laughs> He's like, that sounds like something I could eat. <laughs> yeah, so now he's hungry. Um... So yeah, apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. The whole club was looking at her. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> so, <laughs> took uh, a second. <laughs> kind of introduces the episode. He says, "What lies under the hat will now be revealed." Inspector Miggery's incredible past. Incredible! <laughs> what a word. Yeah, I for- I thought like more of the episode would be focused on the past. I forgot that it's like just a brief like. One minute scene. Right? Because <laughs> they build it up here. They're like, incredible past. It's the last, like, after the credits roll. It's like, okay, here, here's what you guys have been waiting for. The episode begins with Megary determined to figure out the case. Um, that woman had just been bludgeoned to death with a bat, as it happens. Um, so Sonico asks to borrow Kogoro's car keys so she can put all the items she bought at the department store in the car and go to the bathroom. He tells her not to be too long as the store is closing soon, but he gives her the keys. Sonica then reaches the car and complains of the car next to her as it parked so closely that it blocked off the passenger door. At first I was like, what do you mean? That's the driver's side door. <laughs> but they drive the opposite. Exactly. What a jerk. Whoever parked that. Yeah, for Unless real. Also, it was Kogro who parked really close, and then he just had his passenger get through the driver's side. Yeah, very, very well could have been that. So she puts her bags away as the killer glares and gets agitated because she was twirling keys and she's all dressed up. How dare she be cheerful? Takagi then arrives with information. Look at him. Are you proud of him? This whole episode, he's like, "I've got information." Oh yeah. Like, he's so on the ball with that information. We could not do this without him. He reveals that the latest victim was in her car before going to the restaurant. Oh, brilliant. Great job, Takagi. (laughs) Megary then wonders again why the killer is after fashionable young girls that drive, or if he's overlooking another connection between the victims. Meanwhile, Sonika struggles to find a bathroom, as so many are closed for cleaning. This poor girl. Well, it's because we don't have our resident bathroom expert in this episode. Yeah, if only Mitsuhiko was here, he could, like, tell her where the open one is immediately. And she'd be like, how do you know? And he's like, uh, I can't divulge that information, Yeah, but I will follow you in. That's right. But Takagi might have that information. As she walks to the next one, an announcement goes off saying that the store is closing soon. The police then take the body away. 
they run into another officer. This is like, <laughs> this is really goofy. It was like a Three Stooges bit, <laughs> but with like a serious show and like a dead yeah, body. Yeah, right, a corpse. Because <laughs> they've, they've got her on the stretcher and they're just like, whoop, <laughs> ram into each other. And then her shoe falls off and they're like, what? And he like, puts it back on too. He's like, oh, let me get that for you. <laughs> oh, let me get that. Ma'am, sorry, ma'am. Oh what lovely feet you have. <laughs> but strangely, unlike Cinderella, the shoe doesn't fit when they try to put it on. And he's like, oh, no, I can't marry her. It's like, she's dead, dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, the, the clock struck midnight and the girl's dead. You are not going to find love in the mortuary. <laughs> Like the horror version of Cinderella. Cinderella Cinderella and zombies. Oh, I think we just came across a great idea for a movie, Colin. Write that down. (laughs) Um, So Conan then asked Ron what she meant earlier when she said something was off about one of the ladies. And then then he does that patented move where he whispers a sweet nothing into her ear and she goes, That's true. And she says uh, something about how a part of Ganguro fashion was missing. We we went all in depth on the Ganguro fashion last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I don't think we need to revisit that, do we? No. Okay. no. So, although I do have a, a, well, I guess you have a Colleen's fashion corner uh, coming up. You just don't know it yet, but I will throw it to you once it oh happens. Oh boy, what a spoiler for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sonica finally finds a restroom. I'm glad she got to pee. Imagine how much more terrifying this whole ordeal would have been if she was getting chased by a killer and still had to pee really bad. Oh, awful. Like, what a nightmare. But as she leaves the bathroom, the lights turn off. She's like, I'm still here. But the only person that hears her is a man with a bat. And he's behind her. Oh, no. Uh oh He's just a baseball player trying to... You know, get a date with her. So we go back to Megary and the gang. Um, <laughs> Conan tells the police that Aizawa, our lovely victim, was actually wearing platform shoes, uh, sorry, platform boots, rather than low-heeled pumps. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Colleen, I wanted to ask what your thoughts were on platform boots. And are you one to, you know, like a... Boost your height with heels. <laughs> uh, yes. I well, it depends on the occasion. Mm. I have been known to wear sort of the more modern version of platform shoes, which would be the wedge. So you look like a go-go dancer. Mm, is what you're saying? I don't think so. <laughs> but okay. Then again, you know that's. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> other other people might think i do but uh, yeah i i distinctly think that this was a type of shoe that are you saying you're more of a fan of uh go-go gadgets than uh the go-go dancers yeah (laughs) um so yeah i'm I'm just saying that this is a piece of fashion history that is better left you know Whenever it was fashionable. What was it? Like the late 90s? Early 2000s? I don't think we need to bring them back. Although I I have seen a lot. Like they've 
made a resurgence in like um what was it called i guess goth fashion and maybe a bit of on the lolita side i don't know so, so how many go. inches are you getting with these uh, wedges um i think my tallest ones are like five or six. Oh, how, how tall are you <laughs> i'm five three Oh wow! So you're getting you're clearing five foot eight. Right? Yeah, I'm so. towering over people. You're almost a real person. Exactly, I'm almost <laughs> grown up. So congrats on that. Um. So yeah, Aizawa, much like you, Colleen, was wearing these uh these big boots, and uh, they wonder why the criminal changed the shoes, and Kenan reveals that he only goes after women who drive with platform boots. Wonder if he'd also go, you know, for women wearing wedges. Wonder how liberally he applies. No, his. because he goes for fashionable women, so that kind of oh. gets me out of that category. Are you, are you saying the wedges aren't fashionable? <laughs> Why do we have an unfashionable person hosting the fashion corner? I don't know. It just sort of turned out that way. Okay. You should host the I fashion think, corner. I think you do a great job. Oh, I appreciate so, that. Thanks. You know, you don't always have to. You know, think about it. If you go to a hair salon, there's two people. One has the coolest hairdo you've ever <laughs> seen. Other looks terrible. Who are you going to ask to cut your hair? And The one that looks terrible because he's the one that cut the other person's hair. Yeah, thank you, Professor Layden. Oh, is that where I stole that from? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew I took it from somewhere. But uh, yeah, there we go. I remember I it as one what. of the only riddles I could get on my own. I'm like, hey, I understand <laughs> this one. So thank you, Professor Layton. Um, Sato then remembers that the main reason Aizawa caused the accident a year ago was due to her driving with platform boots on. So she didn't learn her lesson, my no. lord. Just one more um, note on the fashion corner, though. Like, this is kind of oh. the sweetest gig going. Like, having a fashion corner person over audio like a podcast because you don't actually know if <laughs> what i'm wearing so i could be the least fashionable person on the planet but i can still host my own fashion corner albeit yeah, by surprise resume. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you never know when it's gonna pop up <laughs> you've never once volunteered to do a fashion corner it's always sprung upon you with no consideration <laughs> You may hate doing this, and I just have no clue. And uh, she she loves the fashion corner. It's Colleen's fashion corner. <laughs> Why would she hate it? And then every time you're like, ah, oh, I can't believe he's dragging me into another fashion corner. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, folks, you just heard the final <laughs> Colleen's fashion corner. Until the next time, Tyra's like, hey, surprise, Colleen, do a fashion corner. <laughs> What do you think about crop tops now? Oh, good question. What do you think about crop right, that'll tops? That'll be next time, whenever okay. we get a crop top episode. All right. Well, we might have to wait a few years. Um, so the boy's mother and ex-husband argued this in court, that uh, wearing the platform boobs... Bo <laughs> platform boobs. <laughs> the what was that oh, one? Lord. New the York boobs. Yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Um, so the platform boots caused breaking to take longer than usual. I mean, obviously, you know, breaking would take longer if you're trying to use your boob to like break. 
that that seems difficult. That's like advanced maneuver. Yeah. Ouch. Sorry, I'm just like trying to think of <laughs> how that would work. After the herring, uh, the husband became an alcoholic, and uh, the wife divorced him. Oh, so. what a what a sad ending there. Uh, the man's name was Sadakane, which Conan brings up, and that's when Takagi's like, oh, "That's the guard's name. Hmm. The killer was here all along." Calling. Look at that! What a twist. They realize who the culprit is, and Takagi is ordered to get more information on the case from last <laughs> year. Because he didn't have quite enough information. Uh, while the rest of the officers look for the guard, Sato asks where uh, Conan where he got all that information, and he explains that from outside the car, the culprit can't tell what shoes they're wearing. However, the victims shop at this department store, so the guard would be able to see them getting in and out of cars, so it was all elementary, my dear. It does seem rather obvious when Conan points it out. Kegaro brings up the height difference. He's confused because the women said he was 150 centimeters, while the guard is 167 oh, centimeters. Oh, no, 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 dear Kogoro. No, no, no. So Conan says, oh, you must be playing dumb. <laughs> he always loves to, like, really just smush it in. Yeah. Oh, don't be silly, uh, Kogoro. You know the answer. And the women never said that uh, he was 150 centimeters. They said he was as tall as them. And the women, when they were being uh, measured, I forgot that word. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say weighed, but I was like, that's not correct. And I was like, hided? Hided. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a word. <laughs> and I was like, how do we like do the do vertical? <laughs> well, what's the, what do we say there? And it is. Cat, can you not? It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> just pounding on the floor as he. Was he scratching so his ear or something? Yeah. Aww, sweet thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We hided themselves. <laughs> they weren't wearing the platform shoes when they uh, got measured. So people, they thought, oh, he must be short like them. But he was tall, like, when they wear the platform shoes. Kekker then wonders why the criminal waited at the store for revenge rather than just going to Aizawa's home. But Superintendent Matsumoto explains that her address wasn't made public since she was a minor at the time. Although he says she was 21. I, like, Japan makes no sense. They're like, you've got to have privacy until you're 21, but the age of consent is 14. And it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> I can't. I these, don't have any comment. <laughs> these laws make no sense. So, since she didn't appear um, for a while at the department store, he uh, broke down and he just began attacking any fashionable woman. What a hater. <laughs> Why do you hate fashion? Yeah, you, you better watch out, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> The renowned fashion corner might be next. The renowned, really renowned, yeah. Award-winning fashion corner. Well, I don't want to say it, but... Toot your own horn. Um, so after a dramatic moment where Megari punches down on a car, I don't know what got him all worked up here, Arr. but uh, Takagi Megari. comes back. Megari, smash! He's like, hey, hey guys, important information. You know that thing we all figured out ten minutes ago? It's true. Whoa. 
Thank you, Takagi, for the information. Oh, Takagi's just the best, isn't he? Um, he also says that the car is still here, but the guard isn't around. And then that's when Ron remembers, hey, my best friend. She's not around yet. <laughs> it's been quiet for a little while. Where's Sonico? Counting then puts it together that she's in danger. Ron calls Sonico on her cell phone. And she answers. She's okay. She's still in the department store. She's walking down a stairwell, but then hears a noise. She turns around, and the killer is right in her face. As he begins to swing her bat, she lets out a scream, and he swings it down. But luckily, Sonica manages to get just out of the way, and he just, like, smashes it against the railing. Uh, her then, then her big move here is to throw her phone at the killer <laughs> so nobody can know, like, where she's at and she can't give any information and she's unable to communicate hey girl's gotta do what she gotta do i don't fault sonico it was a dumb move but i still like her uh so after throwing the fan at the killer it hits him in the face which uh knocks down the brilliant scarf he had on around his face and he's like oh no she's seen my, oh, no, face. my disguise she runs off and uh, the guard's like oh no she saw my face not knowing that the police are also have him figured out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, at this point. He's like, oh, well, she must not live. Was it a scarf? Was it a balaclava? Like, what was he wearing? Wait, are you asking for another fashion corner in the same yeah, episode? Yeah, one episode. <laughs> I mean, since it is the last fashion corner, we might as well come back around to it. Uh, I'm sure it'll come back. We'll give it, Give it some time. <laughs> Um, like a week okay, yeah give it a week <laughs> it'll be back don't worry i don't think there's any like for, i was gonna say for those of for those fans of the fashion corner oh yeah there are none me i'm the fan of the oh, fashion okay. corner well we have to bring it back then as long as there's one person uh what was he wearing um uh what, what's that other Nah, i guess it wasn't really a shawl it was yeah it was probably a scarf Okay, we'll go to the scarf. So, uh, Conan says the guard made a mistake as he saw Sonico, uh, you know, interacting with the car, going to the driver's side, and she was twirling keys, but she's not the driver. Ron tells Kegro and Megary, and Ron mentions that she only hears a machine's voice from a, a photo print club machine on the other end. Ron says that there are two of those uh, on the 10th floor near the restaurants, and Megary says that must be it, as the stores are closed, but the restaurants are still open. Yeah. Uh, so the hunt's on. Superintendent Matsumoto tells Takagi to get the lights back on. And uh, may I just point out, the lights never come back <laughs> on until like, the case is over. Well, Takagi's far too busy with the information. He can't possibly do the lights, too. Like, come on, give this give this man a break. Everybody else is uh, told to search, and Kegro remarks how fired up Megury is, and Matsumoto says it's because the case reminds Megury of his very first case. I also love how Kegro hangs back, like his daughter's best friend isn't in danger. He's like, all right, they can find her. <laughs> I never really got the impression that Kogro liked Sonico, so <laughs> this is totally uh, understandable. <laughs> We then see Sonica running from the killer. She trips due to the storm platform hills. And the man walks toward her. He's like just grinning psychotically. 
Meanwhile, the police find her cell phone in the stairwell, but the customers in the restaurant haven't seen her, so they determine she must be in a part of the department store. Back to Sonico, the man talks down to her and says that they dress as cute girls, but they're actually demons in disguise, and demons have no right to live. So true. He makes some valid points. <laughs> um... He sounds like a guy on, like, an incel subreddit. Oh, does he? Okay, well. <laughs> that makes it better. <laughs> it reads, like, my, like, Reddit posts. Oh, okay. So you're, you're familiar. You're just like, yeah, man, I, I get you. I do, I do. Um, so so you were strikes for him at this point? <laughs> I mean, no, because, you know, Sonico, a beautiful goddess. She's my girl. So True. I would I would not want any harm done to her unless it was by my own hands. But uh <laughs> joking. Of course. Uh so lightning strikes and a blackout occurs, further dampening the light situation. Takagi just can't get these darn lights on. Well no, he needs Ron's help. She's the lighting master. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um She's the electrician of the family <laughs> and she has a flashlight. Sonica then screams and glass shatters. They hear the noise of something falling to the floor. And Sato believes it's from a pet store due to it sounding like the stones that are used in fish tank. Uh, they all go to check it out. But Megari stays behind and he decides to go elsewhere. Because he's a wise man. He knows what's everything's going. Um, so Sonica is once again threatened by the man. And we see that she's clearly not at a pet shop. Um, Conan then realizes that the sound was something different, and that's when the man swings his bat, ready to kill Sonico. However, Megari's there, and, uh, he, he didn't, like, use his hands to stop the bat, or, like, stop him or from using the bat. Or or anything, or, like, if he had a baton, he didn't use any of that. No, the way he stops the bat strike is with his beautiful head. <laughs> This is so funny. He just he just shields Sonico and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take this murderous bat strike to my head and I will be fine. Yeah, it's not like he had an injury there beforehand. You know, maybe maybe from that injury, like you know how people get like steel rods mm -hmm. and stuff inserted yeah, like to him. Maybe plate. he has like an iron plate, yeah. yeah. Maybe. So that's what I like to believe. So he's like, Ha, this is gonna hurt your bat more than it's gonna hurt me. Oh my gosh. Uh, too bad we didn't get like that cartoon moment where the bat kind of bends into <laughs> Megari's head shape. Yeah, that would have been fun. So uh, he shields uh, he shields Sonica from the blow, and we see blood coming from Megari's head. He then grabs the bat, and he asks the security guard if it feels good when hurting others. He then takes the bat from the man. And he, he says the killer is not a bringer of justice, as this is just a high school girl that was putting things in her car. And he also says that he's not avenging his son, but allowing his own selfish rage to spiral out of control, and that's what's led him to this. Megary then throws the dead bat down into the ground, and the man collapses. His guilt overcoming him, he starts crying. I just wanted her to apologize for killing my son. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, in exactly that way. <laughs> exactly that way. It was sort of weird. And he also said it in English, which didn't really make any sense. Because we're yeah, yeah. watching the sub. But uh, that, that, that happened. It's okay. It, it, this, I mean, we do get 
English speaking characters in the show at some point. So this is just yeah, like one soon. of the first ones. So he then sobs as the uh, lights finally come back on. Good job, Takagi. Yes. And uh, Ron and Sonica are reunited. Sato arrives and she's like, oh, how'd you get here? And then like it takes her like 20 seconds to realize he's bleeding. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I didn't see the blood under your hat. And uh, Megary says he heard ghost stones. The old Japanese... Like, Checkers gave checkers game yeah chess would be shogi so i guess go is like checkers kind of mm, yeah i i don't know enough about go to say if there's any similarities i read a, I read a go manga for like hikaru no go probably that's like the yeah, only go manga i know of go manga so um i read some of that yeah but i don't know anything i retain nothing about go from oh it. darn I, the only um, thing i remember from hikaru no go is that the boy was possessed. Like there, it, there was a time where like possession of highly skilled, like kids that were possessed by highly skilled players was a thing. Like Yu-Gi-Oh. So yeah, Hikaru. So no it's a real shame that uh, you haven't been highly possessed by a talented pug. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> Same it here. really helped me. Same. I'm still. Oh, I'm gonna wait for the day. What if you? What if during every fashion corner, like, a ghost overtakes you and spouts out the fashion uh, advice, and then who, who would... you awaken, like, afterwards, and you're like, what just happened? But I'm like, that was some great fashion advice, Colleen, yeah, thank I'd you. Yeah, I'd be, like, possessed by, I don't know, what's what's a really fashion person, like, Coco Chanel or something? If you think about it, isn't Conan kind of like a possession manga? Because Kogoro's spouting out all these great um deductions and all that but it's not him mm-hmm. it's being possessed by little goofball conan you know yeah you have a point i think you're going somewhere with this so this is how conan is like Yu-Gi-Oh and hikaru no go say yes exactly um megary brushes off concern about his wound and he says it was just an old cut that uh just reopened although he definitely suffered a concussion like he gets hit in the head with his bat Real hard, and he just brushes it yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Well, it's okay, because Megri's Superman. After the ending song, we learn about the wound Megri had, and that he hides the scar by wearing his hat. Kegra says that he should be proud of it, but Superintendent Matsumoto says it came um, when Megri was still a rookie. It was in a case where somebody was running over high school girls with their car. The culprit had been bullied by an all-girls gang, so he's running them over uh, with his car at night, targeting female delinquents that wore long skirts. Um, when you were in school, Colleen, did you have, like, a uniform? No, no. Yeah, me neither. So, I guess a third fashion corner has <laughs> been uh, derailed here. Um, yeah. <laughs> the attacks escalated over time, and eventually there was a death. Uh, most girls just stopped wearing their skirts because <laughs> they were reasonable. But there was one high school girl who showed up demanding to be used as a decoy as she wanted the killer of her best friend to be found at any cost. She wanted justice for her beloved friend. And uh, the police was against this idea at first, but eventually they gave in. And it was the young Megury who was assigned to keep an eye on her. And boy, did he. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> so we then see the flashback 
Um, the car speeds right at this girl. And Megary, like, tries to push her out of the way. And uh, he wasn't as good as shielding as he was this time. Um, no, he had to acquire that skill. Yeah, because uh, she took way more damage than he did. His head took a blow. So that's where he got that scar. But the girl was gravely injured and hospitalized. Barely breathing, we hear. Um, but thankfully, on the bright side, Megary remembered the car number, so an arrest was made. And Matsumoto says Megary hides his scar so he can forget about that horrible case. And uh, Ron and Sonico are all broken up about this story. Ron realizes that that's why Megary was so against using decoys, yelling at Sato earlier. And Sonico says, because he doesn't want anyone else to die like that girl. They're, they're in tears calling, touched by this backstory. Yeah, it's a really sad one. I mean, this girl died on Megri's watch, right? Mm-hmm. And then Matsumoto's like, uh, I, uh she didn't die. <laughs> I never said she died. <laughs> you guys and weren't listening. We... <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we meet Megri's wife, Midori. And uh, kind of notices a scar on her for- forehead as well. And Megari's like, oh, honey, can you peel me an apple? <laughs> And it's like, oh, there's the Megary we know. Yeah, she says uh, he enjoys being spoiled. And Kegara's like, you know, he did mention that his wife used to be a delinquent. And everybody realizes that the real reason why he wears the hat is that he's embarrassed and he doesn't want everybody else to know about how he and his wife met. Oh, there you go. He married a victim of one of his cases. Yeah, he felt bad. <laughs> Boy, okay. She's. I think she's a better get than old Megary is. I don't know if. Uh... Like, what's the age difference here? She's I the mean, fourteen. She's the fourteen, force. but age Wait, of consent. No, she probably was older. But I'm just okay, saying, going say. back to our age of consent conversation. Jeez. Well, I'll just say this: you can, he he had to find her address a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't in the public record. Um, so before we give our final thoughts and preview the next episode, Colleen, why don't you give uh, some thanks to our lovely Patreon Of course. So thank you to everybody listening, but special shout outs to medium-sized Jeffrey. Ryan. Not too big, not too small. Exactly. Ryan. Just right. (laughs) Ryan Self, William Lee, Gage, and Kitty Kudo. Thank you all for, uh, yeah, just keeping on supporting us. Yes, we, we deeply appreciate it. Um, so, Colleen, what would you think about part two of Megary's Sealed Secret? And uh, learning some cool background on uh, our favorite inspector. Yeah, it was definitely nice to get that backstory. Uh, I mean, Megary's sort of like... It's funny because he's always there and you feel like he's a big part of the series, but you don't know too, too much about him. So it was kind of nice to... Uh, see how he met his wife even though that's not really what we thought we were going to learn about him we thought okay there's this big secret and obviously Megri's sort of all riled up with like the use of decoys and all these women getting hurt these young girls so um there was significant build-up and I think there was good enough pay off that it was sort of like worth it um even though <laughs> like I don't know. I, I think they tripped us up really well. Like the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, too bad the girl died. And then 
you know, we get sort of like, oh, here's the punchline. She survived and Megri actually married her happily ever after. So that whole Megri bit was pretty good. It was really well done, I thought. Um, the rest of the case was interesting, too. I really liked uh, sort of Conan's resolutions, like figuring out that, okay, it's the platform shoes that kind of made the height difference and the guy that we're looking for is actually not the guy we thought because originally i think we were thinking it was the the owner of the mall was it because he was significantly shorter and yada yada and there was like sort of a a motive for him to be doing this so that kind of definitely threw us off but uh but yeah i just thought it was interesting that um they used that a piece of um gal sort of culture as, as like one of the definitive things that that made the culprit like that I don't even know how to explain it but it, it was just like it was an important part to the case like this piece of fashion that was specific to this uh this whatever gal culture um yeah Sonico you know <laughs> Sonico had to be the sacrificial lamb in this episode, but it was all good. I actually, for like a split second, thought that we'd see Makoto at one point because, you know, I think it was this one where they were shopping for a sweater for him at the very beginning and she was like talking about him. So I thought Makoto would show up, but uh, but no, this is a Megri episode, so I could respect that. But yeah, overall, it was enjoyable. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> If only we got Makoto, but yeah, this is still a, a really fun episode. Uh, uh, Sonico is a great, like, uh, final girl type, like, horror. Um, I, I'd like to see her in more horror episodes. It's fun, like, seeing her, like, get, like, stalked by this killer and her, like, running around and stuff. She's a good, like, damsel in distress. Very fun. Um, so I thought that that was a fun element of this and her getting chased throughout the department store. I wish there was a bit more to that. Um, as, uh, we don't really get a ton of that. She just kind of falls <laughs> because her shoe's too big. <laughs> Poor crane. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I, I love any bit of lore on the different characters and learning a bit more about Megary was definitely interesting, especially like with Conan, you take every little bit of lore <laughs> as a special, because you see these characters, you know, for like a thousand plus episodes, but like you only get like a few sentences backstory for them, um, unless they're one of like the very, very main characters. So you're like, anything you can latch onto, you're like, oh, this is important. This is why he has a scar. Okay, that's why he wears the hat. So, you know, it's, it's a very special two-parter because of that. And it's nice to kind of get that fleshed out. And I feel like... Eventually, most of the characters kind of have that one episode where it's like, oh, we learned something new. We can latch on to that. And it's like, oh, this is fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like uh, Agassa's, uh has like a sweet romance that we learn about, like uh, probably much later on. I don't know even what episode oh, it'd yeah, be, like maybe like 600 or something. But um, Takagi like, is a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. So we, we learn all these like little details, but it's it's far off. But like, uh, it's nice to know whenever they do come up, because they really do add like a nice dynamic. Um, and uh, you know, add to the characters, make them a little less one note. Um, so yeah, I thought this was a good case. Not a huge mystery. Um, for this specific episode, they kind of got to it quick that it was the security guard, and they kind of have 
we don't even see the other people that were like suspects <laughs> like we don't see the boyfriend we don't see the the store owner like just kind of f's off and he's like oh, i'm gone <laughs> so you know we kind of those characters kind of introduced and thrown away but i mean we didn't need them so uh, it's formatted a bit different which doesn't help or sorry which doesn't hurt because you know conan um so often it can be just waiting for that deduction so we don't really get like a big deduction show here but uh all made sense and any any like alterations to that format is going to feel a bit fresh and make the case a bit more memorable so yeah i definitely dug it um so this is a good two-parter all right sounds good and uh the next kind of tent colleen is a 10 yen coin it's like a dime Hmm. What do Canadians call it? Yeah, call it loonies or something? <laughs> loonies and toonies? We also have dimes. Okay. Yeah, loony, a, loonies a dollar. Is a loony a $1 yeah. coin? Okay. Yeah. And toonies the two a $2 dollar. coin. Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. Do you have any toonies on you right now? How often are you walking around with a loony, huh? Uh, Pretty often, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, you have a purse, I'm sure. You just have loonies and toonies all the time. Yep. We just have a bunch of animals on our coins, right? Because we have, like, our quarter. Isn't the queen on one of the dollars or something? She's on the back, yeah. So the loony Ooh. has, a, well, a loon on it. And then on the back. It's What's a loon? <laughs> it's a bird. I gotta Google this. A loon? How's it? Oh, it's with a, oh, wow. It's like an aquatic. It's like a duck. Yeah. It's like I'd a, just... like a black and white duck with a. They have terrifying eyes. They have these just bright red murder eyes. A lot of this? birds have terrifying eyes. I don't like this guy. I mean, I don't mind. I, I, I like birds looking... as much as the next person. Uh, there's a book called Loon Lessons. <laughs> huh. 101 things you didn't oh. know about the loon. So, tell me about the other animal, the toons. <laughs> the is that toons? just a pun? Why is it the toonie? Oh, gosh. Explain. Why is, is that it... an unofficial name? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's like a the street name, the colloquial name for toonie. Like, it's a $2, so toonie. Um, that one has a bear on it. And the toonie is really cool because the scent... Also known as a toon. The center has is the... Uh, well, it's not real gold, but it's like... A gold color, and then the around you've got silver. That's oh, a polar bear. An important distinction. Yes, I mean you can't really tell because it's not white on the, on the coin, but yes, the golden polar <laughs> the bear. Golden bear. Um, you can tell because it's on ice. Come on, Connor. obviously. Um, we've got a caribou on our quarter. I think it's a caribou, or it's like an elk or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's caribou. Uh, right. I. You know what? You know what, Colleen? Yeah. Let's let's really, finish this. <laughs> I really care about you. <laughs> I've never actually said that in my life. I don't even know which part of Canada that's from. I think it's like from the Maritimes. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Um, next episode is Detective Conan, episode two nineteen: The Gathering of Detectives, Shinichi Kudo versus Kaido Kid. That's exciting. Wait, seriously? That's, <laughs> I didn't even know that was the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, I have we got a big I seriously one. have the the notes right in front of me. I'm like, what? That that's huge. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry, but like, yeah. Why didn't you? You should have cut off my Canadian coin talking. <laughs> I was much more enthralled hearing about the loony and the toony. No, and the caribou. Okay, this is. I am like very excited. Next 
next week <laughs> next week next episode's gonna be you're on like fire. finally we get to talk about kaido we definitely don't don't talk about him every single month no we don't talk about him enough <laughs> and uh you can hear that on the patreon patreon.com slash case reopen yep. um so that'll do it for this episode and we shall talk to you all soon bye yeah thanks for listening and remember one truth always prevails